Welcome to Link Educate, a professional development podcast series of interviews with students, young professionals, veterans, and professors of the supply chain industry to discuss how supply chain and logistics has changed in terms of recruiting, training, and more. My name is McKenna Morales, and I am the web editor for both Supply and Demand Chain Executive and Food Logistics Magazines. Today, I am talking with Supply Chain Intern for Broen Newtone, Rachel Bennell. In this episode, we are talking about what it's like to start a new career in your mid-20s and how pursuing a master's degree in supply chain management is helping better prepare her for the future. So, Rachel, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Why did you decide to go into the supply chain industry? So my undergrad was actually in finance. And when I graduated, I started working for a small community bank um, in their marketing department. And while I was there, I did a lot of event planning, a lot of promotion creation, but I really enjoyed the analytical side of my job. I was calculating outreach, using data to determine the effectiveness of our marketing plans. And that kind of triggered um, you know, my desire to pursue a career that had more of that data analysis. Mm-hmm. I started researching and kind of reflected back on my undergrad and found supply chain again. You know, there are courses that I really enjoyed during undergrad. And it's a field that still allows a lot of the interpersonal communication that I value as well. Right. So we, for our listeners, Rachel and I actually went to the same college. We didn't really know each other, but... <laughs> passing a little bit. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. As small as Platful is. But so if you majored in finance, that means that your overall major was business, Yes. Yeah. But Platteville, that's how their program works. So my emphasis was in finance. Right. And then did you take any of the supply chain courses while you were in your undergrad? I know that it's becoming bigger there. Yeah, I actually, I took two um, and their names are escaping me right now, but I took um, the intro, just the general supply chain management. And then there was one more I took as an elective and I can't think of the name off the top of my head. But um, so, you know, looking back on those, um, I really enjoyed just kind of what we went over for those classes. And that kind of sparked that, that interest in the field. Mm-hmm. Has those classes helped you in any way as you continue on in your career? Yeah, I think so. Um, They definitely provided kind of a a basic level knowledge of the field. Um, Definitely gave me some expectations um, of what a a career in the field could be like. Mm -hmm. So I know you recently graduated too, but what in some ways has your career evolved since you graduated? Um, well, I started in marketing for one thing when I graduated, obviously that was, um, a lot different. Um, I'd say, you know, working as an intern for, for, as working as an intern for a supply chain division at Brown Newtone, I've been exposed kind of to how quickly things can change in, in supply chain. Um, I mean, you take even at like the pandemic that the entire world's been experiencing and, and how quickly your, um, 
suppliers can be gone for a, a short period of time and, and how quickly um, you have to adjust and, and make new plans to keep your production lines running. So um, in my very short career, I've seen a lot of turbulence that the field can have. And I right. think forward, that's really going to put an emphasis that a lot of companies put on ensuring that their supply chains are robust and flexible. So, you know, if a natural disaster or another pandemic takes place, they will um, be able to respond to that quickly. Right. And I think that's a really important thing that you mentioned is the global pandemic and just being so young and new into in the industry. What are some things that you think you have gained throughout this experience? Um, definitely the need and ability to be flexible. Um, I It was a Sunday afternoon and I got an email from my boss saying, hey, did you take your laptop home over the weekend? Okay, good, because you're on work from home status until further notice. And it was like, whoa, um, okay. <laughs> um, right. thing in my personal life, I have a, a one and a half year old and we got a call from her daycare that they had to limit capacity. So now I was suddenly, you know, working from home um, with a, a toddler running around um, and that kind of applies to all fields, you know, when something like <laughs> happens, the ability to be flexible is, is so critical, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just talking to someone the other day, and we were talking about what we think the supply chain industry is going to be like post-pandemic, and she really stressed the flexibility and the need to work from home and have remote workers because companies are always like but in person is the best but we have learned with that throughout these three months that we can do everything virtual and that's the cool thing yeah. I chain too yeah so much of it can be done remotely um i do still think you know there's value being in the office i think for certain employees they prefer that as well um, but one good thing that has come from this pandemic is I do think companies are recognizing the value in work from home availability. I think a lot of employees are as if not more productive. They're happier because their commutes are gone. You know, they can work in sweatpants and, and their, their overall mood is increased. And that's impacting their overall quality of work as well. Right. And you can also argue the fact that these people might be working more before we went, before we started recording, you mentioned that you had a longer commute and I am definitely the person that when I wake up, I just start working when I'm home. And so I'm putting way more hours in the day. I'd say I, I'd say I'm working close to the same. I think my hours have shifted slightly because I don't have that 40 hour or 40 hour, 40 minute commute. Um, But when my daughter thankfully is now back in her daycare, but um, when she was here with me, I mean, I was getting up at six, six 30 and starting work right away just to try to squeeze in some quality hours before she woke up. Mm -hmm. So that was a challenge in itself. But um, you know, I think companies are also seeing, um, if they have more employees reliably working from home, they can reduce um, expenses, overhead expenses in their offices. You know, they're going to reduce electricity costs and, and uh, you know, the amount of office space they need. And there's, uh, there's a lot of value, I think, they can pull from work from home. 
Right. And you have that background too with your finance degree. A little bit, yeah. As well. So another thing that you mentioned is that you worked in marketing. So how is marketing related to the supply chain? Um, Well, there's definitely supply chain involved in marketing. Um, I did a lot of event planning. um, So there was always kind of um, lead times that came in to, you know, when you need to get promotions out, when you needed to get materials in um, to to kind of set your things up. Um, I'd say the biggest direct transfer skill-wise from my role in marketing to supply chain has been the, the data analysis piece of it. Um, that's what I really enjoyed in my, my first role out of college and um, kind of being able to translate. Obviously, what I'm calculating is a lot different, but, you know, that role of taking, um, you know, data from your events or your promotions and, and calculating the success of it transfers really well to things that I'm doing now, calculating um, on time and complete rates, calculating um you know, different inventory levels and, and things like that. The, the skills definitely transfer. Mm-hmm. So you are also getting your master's degree currently mm-hmm. in supply chain from UW Platteville. How is it being in school and working in the industry at the same time? Um, you know, it's challenging. Um, my classes are very, very challenging. Um, I'd say I'd have, I had to learn to think a lot differently, but I think that's kind of the beauty and the curse of master's work. Um, it, it, it challenges you and it, it really pushes your <laughs> but there's a great payoff there um, and the benefit to your own personal growth. I am about halfway through my, my classes, so I should graduate next spring, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> and all my courses are online, which again, kind of another, you know, work from home type situation. Um, and that's been great because it allows the flexibility. I can, you know, at lunch, I can hop on and take a quiz or, or work on it um, after, you know, at 7 p.m. at night or whenever it's, it's flexible to me. Um, but something I really enjoyed in, in a lot of my classes is they're all starting to have this global focus. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's so important because supply chains are becoming more and more complicated with the expansion right. of businesses globally, with the growth in e-commerce across the entire world. And I only think the importance of flexibility and speed is going to increase as time goes on. Right. Have you been able to apply some of your the things that you've learned in school to your everyday job then? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I took a a data analysis course um, through the engineering department, um, and that was really great at at boosting some of those analytical skills. Um, Some of my other courses, um, like production planning and control that I took, that I just finished last semester, and warehouse management systems have um, applied to certain aspects of my role pretty directly. Um, and, and they've also just helped in understanding how some of these decisions that I'm not involved in but affect me are made, why they're made. And I think that um, that allows me to have kind of better oversight over um, the company's overall vision, their goals, and, and how we're going to move to get there as well. 
Yeah, I can't imagine how beneficial it is to be getting your degree while in the industry because you're just able to apply everything that you're learning right away. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's gone both ways too because there are things that I've done in my job that I hadn't been exposed to yet. And then later they kind of come up and having that firsthand experience is so beneficial um, in my coursework, especially like writing papers just because all of these concepts um, are just that much more familiar to me from the start. Mm -hmm. And also, I think something that's really cool with, and I think this can stand for business, but something with the supply chain majors is that they're having, they have teachers that have been in the industry while, like, I majored in English, so all my teachers in college, they went to school all their lives, and that was their end goal, was to become a professor. While these supply chain students are learning firsthand from industry experts as well. Absolutely. Um, I think almost all, if not all of my professors um, started out in the actual supply chain sector in the field. You know, they didn't start off um, as a professor. Um, and even going back to undergrad, the, the first supply chain professor that I had, it was only, I think, his second year teaching. Um, and he had come to Kohler and worked in Kohler for, I think, 10 years or so outside of college. So he had just so much real-world experience um, right. to bestow upon the class. And that was always so great to be able to learn that from someone firsthand who's experienced it instead of just out of the textbook. Mm -hmm. I know. I can't imagine, like, the benefits of it. That's so cool, especially to see and have those hands-on experiences because it's those teachers that are going to fight for that more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I know that you have just started in the industry, but what is your favorite thing about the supply chain? Um, that's actually a really easy question for me. I love seeing the green initiatives increase in the industry. Uh, transportation is the largest contributor of greenhouse gases in the world. So I really do think it's the responsibility of companies to try and combat this wherever we can. Um, there's also a lot of companies that have been working towards 100% recycled or recyclable packaging materials. I think that's a really great trend to see as well. Right. When you mentioned the trucking thing, that is so funny because e-commerce is growing so much and everybody wants that Amazon effect of having their packages delivered to them within a day or two days. And it's taking a toll on the environment. You can see that very clear as day. It was 90 degrees the first week of June in Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Amazon is interesting because they've set the bar so high like if I order something from a different retailer and it's going to take like four days to get to me, I'm like kind of upset and I can't be the only one, you know, like <laughs> right. the bar of that two day shipping. Um, mm -hmm. And so companies are only going to continue to try and reach their level and even push it beyond. But then we also look at Amazon and they are in investing in different technologies like drone delivery. Like who even thought that would be possible 10 years ago and now it's a really realistic possibility for our near future. So, you know, there are, there is such a big impact, but then it's so great to see large hitters like Amazon 
working towards some of these more green friendly processes that not only will help our environment in the long term, but also may even, uh, you know, increase delivery speeds more and improve customer satisfaction from that perspective as well. Right. And another thing about Amazon is that with the technologies is that we always heard about robots growing up. And it wasn't until I started in the industry two years ago that I realized that like, oh, these are actually a thing. Robots are real and they're helping yeah. workers. Oh, yeah. I mean, Amazon, Amazon's known for their Kiva system, which is this whole set this whole process of robots within their warehouses and, and production systems. Um, they've automated so many of their processes to improve productivity and efficiency. So definitely real. And that's only gonna grow more, especially with the pandemic now. So many companies were already starting to implement and adopt these emerging technologies, but then when the pandemic hit, they just streamlined it. They made, they went so much faster with it because they were losing their workers because they had to work from home in order to keep them safe as well. It's just, mm -hmm. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I think, you know, robots, technology, um, software systems, they're only going to increase, um, become more popular, become more affordable. You know, there's a lot of smaller mm -hmm. warehouses and companies that that haven't implemented a lot of these things because they're still relatively new technology and, and very expensive. But the more this technology improves, it's like a, it's like, you know, the new iPhone is, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever. Well, you can get an iPhone that's a couple generations older for a fraction of the price. So mm -hmm. as you know, this newer technology continues to come out, even our smaller companies are going to be able to afford what's, not cutting edge, but still beneficial. So. Right. I totally agree with you with everything that you said. So let me. How do you project your current position and tasks to shift as the industry evolves? So you've seen a little bit about it with the pandemic, but in the next few months, how do you think it's going to happen? Yeah, um, that's a really hard question to answer. Um, I think supply chain, it's a field that's constantly evolving. I don't think that will change. Um, and their goals are going to remain the same too. You know, companies will continue to strive for the best service to their customers. Um, but I don't think that the ways that we do that now are going to be the ways that we do it in the future. You know, in my position specifically, a lot of the data analysis I do is actually used with Excel. Um, we have some different software. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's a little old school, um, but I love it. I love Excel. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so we have some kind of some in-house software programs that pull data and organizes it. Um, but more and more companies are going, are moving towards like full ERP systems, full SAP systems. Um, that kind of eliminate a lot of that data manual process. So I think as my career progresses, um, there will be less manual data analysis and, and more use of all of these different software programs that have been around. Um, but I think they will just take such a great hold in the market because of the value that they can provide in terms of um, like a reduction in time in terms of um, honestly accuracy because anytime a human's doing something over a program there's going to be more error um, right. 
So, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say what the industry is going to look like even five years from now because our technology is increasing so quickly. Right. Um, but I do think, you know, the goals of supply chain, they are always going to stay the same, um, just providing the best service that, that they can to their customers. Mm-hmm. And then do you think you'll continue to be in the data, data analytics section? sector of the supply chain or do you see yourself switching to like warehousing or trucking or even sustainability? Yeah, that's a hard question too. Um, I think one of the beauties of data um, is that I do think you can find it anywhere. You know, there is, there's data analysis going on in logistics, in warehousing, in green um, and sustainable initiatives. Um, So I do think my career will always involve data. It will always involve um, numbers and trying to, you know, analyze our current situation to move forward. I do think at some point I want to move into a managerial role. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the numbers. I love the data. I love Excel. Um, But I do have a passion for people. I always have. um, And I would love the ability to blend my interpersonal skills with my analytical skills. Um, so I hope, you know, in the next five, 10 years that I can pursue career advancements that are going to help me achieve that goal as well. I think that's a very achievable goal. Just talking to you for this short time. Appreciate <laughs> it. Be, I think you'll be able to do it. But then what are some other things that you're looking to gain out of the industry? Um, you know, the number one thing is I want a career that I enjoy. You know, I don't want to get up every day and, and stress going to work and dread going to work. Um, and I want a career that is going to challenge me. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I like about supply chain, um, day in and day out, you are going to see something different. Um, it is not, it seems like there's always something popping up that has to be dealt with. And I like the challenge. So I hope Mm -hmm. as, um, you know, as the industry grows and changes, my career is going to grow and change with it. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what kind of opportunities and challenges arise from all these dynamic changes. Mm-hmm. That is something that I really like about the supply chain, too, is that there's always a challenge that needs to be over that needs to be overcome. And there is someone's always looking for a solution. There's always an answer to it mm-hmm. and that is something and I just writer and I get to witness that so I can't imagine getting to be the one within it helping find the answers yeah it. it's exciting it really is um you know it's it's always such a great feeling um when this problem lands on your desk and and you can just figure it out because one, you get that pride in yourself. Um, I love overcoming a challenge, but then also to see how fixing that problem is helping your coworkers, is helping um, you know people down the value chain, and overall is helping your customers at the end too. Right. So Rachel, I know that we're coming short on time. I don't want to keep you any longer because you have other things to do, <laughs> but. Just for our last question, where do you see within the next five years? Um, You know, like I said before, I do want to move into management at some point. I hope within 
within five years, I'm able to achieve that goal or at least be close to it. Being in the early stages of my career, it's really hard to nail down exactly where and how I want my career to go. Um, You know, right now I work a lot with a materials manager um, doing inventory data, but I, you know, I could see myself um, moving into data with the production lines or data within the warehouse. Um, It's really open, open to me right now. And it's so hard to nail down. Um, I'm hoping as I take some more courses um, and do get a little bit more experience, it becomes a little more clear to me, which kind of which section of supply chain really, really interests me. Um, Other than that, I think, you know, the best thing that I can do is, is just keep an open mind and be flexible as the industry changes and um, as new opportunities hopefully arise. So, well, thank you so much, Rachel. I think you'll be able to achieve those goals. (laughs) I really, in my heart, I believe that. (laughs) That is all that I have for you today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and talk to me. Is there anything else that you would like to add? No, this was a lot of fun. Um, Thank you for having me so much. Um, And I can't wait to uh, check out this podcast series. So Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Check back every Thursday for a new episode of Link Educate.